the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. I'm Michael with Torlet. I'm Ellie as Captain Dana. I'm Jaime. I'm playing as Kay. And Ernesto with Truco here. I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip. Welcome to the Mourners of Lazar uh, campaign, brought to you by the Savage Tales of Ebron. Thank you for listening tonight. We all appreciate you uh, listening to us and hope you enjoy our our sessions. Um, so this week for tonight's background question, what in, you li- what in your life are you most ashamed of? You know, what event, action, inaction, or failure? Share the cause of your shame. Well, one thing that comes to mind almost immediately uh, has to do with a fellow that has just come back into the limelight of my life. And that is the good man, Hersham the Unlucky, as the two of us are long fastidious friends and old war buddies of some decades now. Uh, The two of us dwarves in arms and we had served together uh, in the Brelish Mariners, uh, the Brelish Navy, aboard uh, what eventually became my ship, the Beggar's Bidding, and he there was my first mate. And then eventually when we were both taken captive in Seer, we were in that Seer prison camp there uh, in Crystal Port. And well, Later on, it was uh, a prisoner exchange, and I was selected to be exchanged across the borders to Breland. But Hersham, as ever, was unlucky, and he was left behind. So there was not a thing that I could do about it. And since then, I've always... uh, It's good to see his face again. I hope to be able to repay him in some, some manner of sorts in the future. I'm sure you will. You've always kept up those ends of the bargains. I've talked a lot about deserting, about cutting and running and leaving my friends behind, but that that wasn't the worst thing I've ever done. That was just something that made sense, at least at the time. No, um, God take it back a few years earlier. And that was when I left the farm and joined up. And it wasn't the joining up, it was the reason why. See, Torlin didn't want me to. The last thing he wanted for me, the last thing my father wanted for me, was to get into this life, to join the war, to to go to the front, to see all the ugliness, to be a part of all the ugliness. Torlin didn't want me to. He made that really clear. And I was 16 and I knew everything there was to know. And no, 
and I was alone now. He was in Brailing and no one was going to stop me. And that I left. He was angry. I was angry. And I stopped writing. And I didn't hear from him again until a few years later. I let him know that I was getting married. And he came down. But even then, our relationship was so broken. We'd, you know, as a girl, he he was my hero as much as my father was. And then all of a sudden, I just turned and I guess setting up for some foreshadowing, ran from everything that he'd given me and that he tried to give me. And I left him alone. And I tried to make him feel bad about it by not writing to him. And then what I do when I deserted and got kicked off my ship in Sharn and had nowhere else to go and was stuck while well, I wrote to Torlin. And he came and he found me. And uh, we're here now. I won't say things have, have ever been quite the same as they were before. And well, if I had one thing I'm most ashamed of, it's of letting my pride get in the way of, get in the way of our relationship and I'm not going to make that same mistake twice. So in war, there are no good choices. As much as, um, Dana, you regret not staying back and not living the life of peace that your uncle had tried to prepare for you. I did the opposite. I, my greatest shame is the feeblelessness that I had, where I couldn't even have the spine to participate in a war that I just didn't believe in. I couldn't stand with my brothers and sisters. I didn't desert. I didn't even give myself the opportunity to desert. I left before that. I left before that and I started exploring and I used every excuse that I could, everything that I'd learned from the university, every trick that I had, every ability that I could scrape to find, to make myself useful to someone who was going away from Corvair, from someone who's going to explore Zendrick, Kabara, get on a boat and get out of here. I wasn't deserting. I wasn't even giving myself that opportunity. I was burying my head in the sand, pretending it didn't happen, didn't exist, that I was above it. And the morning came, as it did to everyone, and then you regret all the things you didn't do. You might regret not living a life of ease or a, a life without war. I regret making choices that would have mattered. I regret not being with the friends that I left behind. Maybe I could have done something. People say they always regret the choices they didn't make choice I didn't make was to live a life of meaning. Well, uh, curious thing that you say that, Kay, because trying to live a life of meaning uh, is kind of the point where I was when I afterwards immediately failed, feel the most ashamed of myself. And curiously enough, that moment of most um, uh, I don't know, just feeling bad for myself and my decisions was the decision that then led me to leave Metrol before the morning happened, which is quite a weird conjunction of uh, situations to happen. But I don't know, when you are young, you know, I know 15 years, and as, as, as a, just a shifter of 15, just finding myself 
in this moment of purpose that I just found, just finding this group of Hasrak uh, and just getting to join and getting to meet other shifters and getting to meet Lancia, just getting in contact with her and just knowing her, right? You know, and uh, just finding someone that roots you and puts you into place, uh, that gives you meaning. And then the situation happened where uh, this game of Hasrak, I had to clarify, was sponsored by a really high uh, upper class noble uh, up in Metro, in the uh, the city, um, the rising city. Uh, and this nobleman had a daughter, and this daughter uh, had his eyes on Truco. And there was a moment in which we were in a room, uh, just usually the, the game after the after uh, some a game. I remember, and at night and there was a room. And this uh, the daughter of this nobleman entered and started uh, making suggestions, and I clearly said no. My my eyes, my heart were with Lancia at the time, and then things were got heated, and and she threatened me. Uh, with uh, calling his father and make me leave the game and make Lancia just also be miserable with, with the decision and just leave the, 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 the group and and all our opportunities and all our the, this great chance that we have at, at, at getting something of something meaningful happen and I don't know why I didn't say no I still think to myself why uh, I could have gotten away with it I could have done things but I just went went with it and then the father got to know and I remember I was uh, where I was when I was in that moment uh, I was with the group of my, with my team and just finding that out and everyone getting to know that uh, the situation and and then uh, my I just seen the eyes of Lancia and just seeing this spark of seconds of just disappointment in her eyes and those seconds still hit me to this day of being the most shameful I felt in my life then I had to escape I didn't have no choice and that got me into a boat and that got me out of the morning and yada yada you know the story but that's the moment Torland's got a recap for from last week <clears throat> yes we are finally arrived here in Regalport uh, right straight into the bazaar we saw the great ship of the dire sharks the dragon eye all plated with full mithril like the height of a dragon and explored some of the dock district in the bayous here on the island and set about doing a bit of networking Adena made contact with one of her corvars that she had uh, met on our travels earlier uh, searching for a particular ship called the song of Rhone and asking about uh, a dwarf 
named Barton, who runs messages to the Sea Dragons and apparently hasn't been seen for weeks. Now, uh, we wound up finding out about a number of nearby taverns, uh, but the Salty Dog and the Baron was where I figured that I might find Hersham after a little bit of uh, coin thrown across the gambling table to obtain that information. We came across uh, my good friend Hersham the Unlucky, and, well, luck was about to change for him because we've got a need for crew, and, uh, <clears throat> well, he's not getting any younger, so he'll be joining us, it seems. Uh, now, Dana, as well, is looking for an audience with the Prince, Prince Riger. And so we'll see exactly how we're able to attain that, but we found out information about uh, the other Siren that we're trying to keep an eye out for, the old Captain Ireland of the Fletchuante, which me and Hersham used to serve aboard back in the day. And uh, turns out he might still be around. And we met a fellow uh, called the Yellow Dart, perhaps not of his own volition, but this gnome here with a, uh, a mark from House Civis, a mark of indenture that seems to be done sometimes here in Lazar. Uh, we met him, and it seems that he'll be joining us for a time, so long as our goals align. I think that's about where we're at. Thank you for that. <clears throat> um, so, to get things where we ended, you know, where we ended off last session is, uh, I spoke with Kay and he left off, and you know that you're got a couple hours before you're going to see Prince Rhaegar, and to kind of move forward to that, unless there's, is there anything any of you are doing, uh, planning on bringing with you or using to prepare to for that meeting or anything I need to know about before you guys go there? I just, um, I don't have it on my board. What was the name of the inn again? It's not Rusty the Salty Anchor. Dog. Rusty Anchor, that's the one. That's where we're going to go meet with... Uh... That's where Kay had told you that he needed to meet uh, Rhaegar. Ah, and you got to that as an opportunity to kind of like intercept him without having to wait for a summons. Certainly yeah. can't go tits up. <laughs> you can't get what? Certainly can't go tits up. <laughs> Certainly can't. Um, no, for so yeah. My my hope at the end of last session had been to uh, to take advantage of Kay saying, "Hey, you can meet Ryder right there and now in two hours. Just show up." And uh, yeah, I intend to show up. I intend to at the very least have some some trophies from Logra on my person, that being her sword and uh possible her trademark red coat as well. I will I will take that with me in case they mean anything and uh not bring a prisoner right away first up. Have a conversation first. Uh Dana, why don't you let me see that sword for a moment? Yeah, uh, of course and I handed over uh where are we right now by the way are we still at the rusty nail and uh what was it called i mean it's really up to you guys uh you met Kay in the pirate exchange um and you've got a couple hours before you need to go to the rusty anchor so all right so we're just at a market <laughs> stall in the pirate exchange conversing 
I've got a little bit of magic I can work to just see a little bit of history about this this uh, this cutlass. Sometimes the insight comes to me. We'll see if it works today, and uh, I will break out the old gaze into antiquity here. Uh, little object reading. So that's going to be a six. Uh, so Torlin, uh, with one hand on the hilt of the sword, grasping the symbol of the traveler around his neck that he had Tamroth Scrimshaw fashioned out of those whale jaw bones. <clears throat> um, and there's a bit of a, a glow within his right palm uh, that also soon forms around the hilt of the sword as well. And uh, Torlin is quiet for a few moments. This sword was, uh, it seems that it was once the Siren that wielded it. Lagra called it a tightwater cutlass, but it was originally awarded in a ceremony of honor to a sea captain in Siren colors on the, on the Scion Sea. A captain with uh, an eye patch hiding a fresh scar over his eye. A battle at a sea on the deck of the ship, another broadside to the Siren ship, ropes grappled across and sailors jumping to and fro into the mayhem and debris flying across and striking one sailor in the eye. Swabs laying limp from the fracas. And uh, it seems that the captain wielding his sword, he no longer has the eye patch. The scar has healed through the eye, although it's like the eye is clouded over. And he's fighting a losing battle as his crew falls all around him. The forces of orcs and dwarven pirates must be uh, the colors of the storm reavers. And he sends a handful over the rail with a blast of water from the cutlass before Ah, Lagra himself deals the captain a fatal blow. Sorry, you can tell all that just by looking at the sword? That's... The insight comes to me. Oh, interesting. I thought it, like, it was a paragraph that I was reading on the sword and just like a really long paragraph. That's, that's, yeah, sorry, yeah. I see flashes of the history of, of, of these weapons. Uh, the same thing with that harpoon that we talked about oh, yeah, yesterday. I laid oh. hands upon it. That's amazing. That's do, you, a, yeah. do you have any idea who this who this other captain was? What his ship, who he sailed for? Uh, uh, do I? Uh, give me a... You were in the Sarah Navy, but you were press gang. So give me give me common knowledge minus minus six. Minus six. Oof. Oof. All right. You've you, overcome you know a minus six before. I've seen it. I have. Let me see. I think I just get the plus one from being a bard here. You know, Torland, if we ever get to settle somewhere and get to be to create a new seer, you should found a museum or something because that ability could be really useful you know it makes uh, a profit funnily enough it's not the first time i've heard that uh but the, before i had the ability I was just, 
The lady in, in Salon Sword told me that once. Well, I have a negative two, a minus one, a zero. Uh, mm-hmm. This is just a ploy from the DM to just get rid of all of my no, bennies I, I at meant, once. I meant to do that. I was giving you a Benny for the first time description of using ob- object reading. A um, minus two. We're not object uh, reading. Gaze into antiquity. I mean, I want to know who this guy is. Ah, oh, critical <laughs> oh, failure. I guess we won't. Oh, no. after, after four bennies getting a critical failure. That's, that, that's, that's that hurts. Almost, Somebody that calculate hurts. the odds. That's always how spending that many bennies on one roll goes. Oh. <laughs> um... Oh yeah, you absolutely know who this is, Torland. Who is it? Uh, I've got it. It was the old Captain Sprawl. He had a, he had one of those eye patches. Somehow he must have gotten aboard a Siren ship and been an imposter. Or maybe, perhaps my vision is clouded, much like this Captain's eye once was. He was a Siren captain out here. Roger is going to want to know about this. I I guarantee it. This is this is good. This is good. We I think we will really be able to help Kay and help ourselves with this. Let's not keep him waiting. Yes, perhaps we'll have to pay Captain Sprawl a visit up north and uh, outside of Tantamar. So a couple hours pass, um, and you all find yourself at the rusty anchor um which the the rusty anchor um it's a three-story tavern in the middle of the pirate exchange right um you as you're coming up to it um it's you know late afternoon um going into the early evening and you just hear waves of drinking songs and hearty cheers flow out of the uh wide double doors um and as you go in everywhere look there's different sorts of entertainment in progress throughout here um there's a wide stage that features juggler on one side, musicians and other performers. Um, on, while on another side of the hall, there's a venue for uh, intense arm wrestling that's going on. Uh, for There's competition going on this early in the morning. Um, but then near a wide bar, there's a list of names and numbers uh, chalked up on a slab. And uh, there's, there's a, a bit of an alley cleared away where there's a knife throwing competition going on amongst patrons um you know and in the center there's just stands a railed platform that's a few feet above the floor and next to it there's a bunch of tables there with a clear view of not only all the entertainment but uh this main platform like front row seats to the platform but at this time all those tables are currently playing are currently empty true size shine with the knife throwing competition there so big common room, lots of games happening. Any sign of K or Riker? Uh, I guess here's the operative question, K. Is is K known for his promptness, tardiness, or neither? No, probably a little bit of his tardiness, mostly because he has to find some specific pieces. Odds and ends is the only issue. So, um, And he's not really expecting you to show up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So the answer would be no. Um, you have time to wait then. I, I check if my pocket not... watch. We do have time to wait, yes. Maybe a little game? Just... I'll Some join you, although I expect you'll best me. Yeah. No, I mean, what you did on that ship that, that evening. I mean, I think 
we have different skills, Torman. Maybe you're uh, the wrestling or the arm wrestling match over there. Maybe something of your of your Cali, right? Oh, I'm gonna try and beat you. Oh, you want you want to? Oh, don't all right. try and pin me off before you've given me a fair go at it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you don't know how much I'm capable of. You shall see. And I don't know we go to do an arm wrestling match. Then that's that's what I'm understanding. Or knife fighting. <laughs> or knife fighting. Oh, whatever you want. Knife. No, oh, no, I, it's I, not knife I, fighting. I it's knife throwing. throwing. I got to go. No, it's, it's was it who I understood it was either uh, knife throwing or arm wrestling. That, those are the were the two that I understood were were being those played. Are, those moment. are the two that are obviously available. I mean, there's they're set up as part of the establishment. All right, maybe I can cheer you on on the arm wrestling one, and you yeah. guys can cheer me on on the knife throwing one. <laughs> I don't suppose it wouldn't. I don't suppose it would hurt if uh, we make a bit of a presence known Come here. On, maybe we can make some friends. Maybe we can find some any, uh, someone to the tavern. Yes. Are there any men of stature there uh, playing knives? Uh, men of stature and men of means kind of thing? Yeah, they're just standing out, like particularly skilled mm -hmm. or uh, just appear to be out of place, for instance. Give me a notice roll. <clears throat> That's a seven. Uh, like. From what you've seen so far of Regal Port, it's pretty, it, it's very cosmopolitan. So um, it, it's challenging to notice somebody who's out of place because uh, there's so many different kinds of people here. Um, but you certainly notice that there, there's, there's some people that, uh, you know, there's a, a game going on now between uh, three people, and you know, one seems to be better than the others. But there's there's nobody of. Uh, it's a pretty mixed clientele here. There's, um, uh, it's definitely, definitely a step up, big step up from the salty dog and the Baron. Um, but it's also not a super upper class place either. Does that makes sense. Drugo's gonna look the place up and say. Oh, this is somewhat fancy. Maybe we can get some good, good coin out of these too, if there's money involved, of course. There's there's always money involved in, yeah. in a place like this, Truco. I wouldn't um, be surprised if it wouldn't, if it isn't. There's always I money in the banana store. <laughs> 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 Carrot for the donkey. Yeah. And with that, you see a, a group come into the... Um, to the rusty anchor that um, everything doesn't, nothing, it doesn't stop. There, There's like a pause and a movement in the crowd, you kind of notice, um, and it's clear, there's a pretty dashing uh, young man, very well-dressed, not young man, older, middle-aged man, uh, and a beard, <clears throat> uh, very well-dressed with a bit of an entourage that comes in, and they actually move into the center of the rusty anchor, take some of those tables that were cleared next to the raised platform. Um, and, uh, you see the, uh, uh, probably looks like some sort of noble or something like that. Um, he's greeting some of the people in the establishment. Um, you know, he's listening to some of the performers that are 
uh, watching some of the jugglers that are playing and uh, actually gets up and shakes the hand of uh, another a musician that's kind of off to the side uh, playing for the juggler. Yeah, I reach out to kind of catch the, the sleeve of the nearest local and say, is that the High Prince? Certainly is. He comes here, uh, uh, not infrequently. He's good to the people here? I, he's he's a great High Prince. He's going to turn the fortunes of the sea dragons around. I'll drink to that. Thanks, set, friend. Set these principalities straight. We all could use a little more order in these parts. And I'm scanning, looking at the entourage for Kay. Uh, give me a notice check. Well, find what I did with my character sheet here. There you are. You can always hit C, and that will bring up the character sheet. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I had it as a pop-out window, and then it... Yeah. Uh, that is a four, which I'll hold. You keeping that? I'm keeping that, yeah. Um, you look around in the entourage, and you, you definitely don't see anybody who looks like Kay. All right. Um, I turn to where, uh, I, I guess, Truco and Torlin are starting to pay it, turn their attention to the games and tap them on the shoulders and say, he's here. Who? We have two people. Two Roger, he's here. Oh. And, uh, more the case to impress him, then. <laughs> what... What should be what should be our first impression? Uh, I, one of I pompous entrance or one of more mischievous presence? I'll 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 just go introduce myself. All right. You, you want you want us to help? I, I, I'm not much. Present of a yourself here, so with I will... confidence. I think, Dana. Perhaps it will go over well. I, you know, I tug at my jacket, you know, like the Picard maneuver there. Like, come with me, Uncle. So he's pretty well surrounded at this point, interacting with a lot of people. If you want to go up and try and introduce yourself, uh, you probably have to wait to even reach him. All right. Uh, Look at the crush of people and say, now maybe we do need to get his attention after all. Yeah, why don't, we didn't why don't we? Why don't we tell a story of the crown and bell, Uncle, a real good one? I think I can do that. Uh, I'll, I'll join you. Do we have any of those uh, glory things left to do? or? Nope. Nope. Oh, okay. Not for glory, just for... I mean, for... it can be just, yeah. Let's... Well, should we do a retelling of the, the battle aboard? Uh... Let's, let's tell this... Let's tell this port how we were taken by the Cloud Reapers and how we took back something dear to them right out from under their noses, fair and square, and lived to tell the tale and came back with their heads held by Balgez's attention. So I, I think this would be fairly well common knowledge for you is essentially what the tale you're telling defeats the whole purpose of why you squibbed your ship. Hmm. Valid. The, point of, the point of squibbing your ship is to keep its identity somewhat secret. And you are uh, going to tell a very prominent tale of how you got the ship in the first place. Valid. Well, what tale do you reckon we can tell for all yours to hear, Uncle? You've got some good ones, right? Uh, one that doesn't involve Lagra? 
I mean, I guess there's a Bonewreck Island. There's the story of Bonewreck Island. But that one, it's, it's just so many pieces that we didn't manage to solve. Even so, our brave crew got against all odds being shipwrecked, our ship half destroyed, managed to find our missing crew, put down those who would do them harm, repair our ship. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Uh, I'll, make I'll things get the old, to I'll get the the old apps, bone right? harp. I wish you'd tell me when I need to bring this thing along, you know, or... <laughs> I I'm gonna have to go all the way back to the ship to go get it. <laughs> Just get it. I'm not casting focus. Yes, since you needed to cast most of your magic, I I imagine it's it's one of the things that you always take with you. Uh, I kind of look at look a little panicked at that. Like you you don't have. I'm just messing with oh. you. I've got it right here. Uncle. What kind of a bard do you think I am? Right, let's let's tell our tale. Do you All need right. help with that? Uh, yeah, you can support if you know how you're going to, but I'll just roll performance here. Um, yeah, I will. Dana supporting. Yeah, I will support by by hyping up the crowd and calling people uh, to Torlin's attention that here we have a bard from from a land long gone who has come back to to tell the tale of the lands here in the Lazar and the brave crews who sail her against all odds or something like that there are other there are other performers on the tavern as well right are there some yeah there there well there's one entertainer stage off to the side that there are performers on currently okay uh Okay, There's... I'm gonna take I'm going, him out. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill them. Just, just like stabbing them in the back. No, uh, sorry, no, that was that was a joke. That was a joke. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna distract to them. I'm gonna distract them uh, in some form. So we're gonna this... find their string instruments without strings. Yeah. So for supporting supporting Torlin, I as the uh, the the taller one, uh, I'm going to you know jump up on a table. What, um, or, or the nearest stage, whatever's clear, but I assume it's just tables at this point. Hop up on a table, you know, in, introduce him like that, and draw some attention while I do by, uh, by making my dragon mark dance a little just to, uh, to draw some attention. Okay, make a persuasion roll. Yes, sir. Come on, big, ooh, double ace. That's Where's a lot of. Glass breaking. All right, that's a nineteen to support Torlin. Yeah, Torlin. So you got a plus two to your performance roll. I'm gonna stealthily walk behind the possible stage or whatever place the other performers are, and just uh, slightly tumble them or slightly distract them. Like I don't know, just like. I don't know, just like the, the old tap on the on the shoulder or some uh, other manner. And maybe just pickpocketing them in a way that they notice or they something along those lines. Um, okay, we will uh, go with the thievery roll to keep it as one roll. Um, All right. Make that at minus three. 
minus three. Sure. Uh, minus three. Very. There we go. That's almost snake eyes, but no. I'm gonna use a Benny. That's a zero. That is a bit better. That is a bit better. Yes, it is. Uh, that's a ten. Okay. Um, you kind of successfully go up and and uh, mess with the musicians a little bit that are playing for the juggler. Uh, you know, get the music to screech a little bit and throw them off, uh, distracting them. So, Torlin, you have a plus four to your roll. All right, that's what I'm talking about. I'll have to figure out a way to support common knowledge rolls in the future. Uh, performance. How about a fifteen? So yeah, you're. Uh, you kind of take to one of the tables nearby, um, Dana's attention. You know, since it's a juggling act going on, there's just music playing. It's not really that distracting to uh, you telling a story or whatnot. Um, and you get uh, you get the crowd quite involved with your tale of Bone Wreck Island and everything going on, and um, talk about your exploits uh, in surviving the shipwreck and um, surviving the island and saving some crew members and fighting some Grindelows. Uh, that's uh, clearly wildly popular. Um, Dana, you notice at the moment that uh, Rhaegar is listening to your guys' tale as well. And, you know, there's a couple moments he throws a mug up as well and, and cheers and tails to a good bard. Um, and, um, yeah, we'll say, and uh, towards the end of Torlin's tale, uh, Dana, you see Cade come walking in, you know, with, um, you know, holding a kind of a bunch of stuff, you know, a sack with a bunch of stuff in it and everything, you know, as, as he goes wandering over to, uh, Prince Rygar, give me a notice roll, Cade. Well, I guess you could, um, actually there's a bard. Like, yeah, I was on about stage. to say there's a bard standing <laughs> on the table and you look at him. Two and, raises. <laughs> yeah, you look, you look at him and you, and you notice there's Torlin that was uh, meeting you, met you earlier. I take like a half, like a stutter step as I as I come in and like looking at him as he's talking, looking to make eye contact with him because I'm a little surprised. Truco is, is behind you without you noticing. Know, impressive, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you all made it. And as I, when I make my way to Rhaegar. When I see Kay, when I spot him, I, I hop down from the table and. Uh, Walk to him as fastly, dignifiedly as I can through the crowd. I, I think that right now I'm kind of using the Torlin's wonderful speech or story presentation as a kind of means to like, um, I, I kind of slow down to allow these people or to allow Dana to come to reach me before I get to Rhaegar. Sure. Because I know that, that we want to have a very quick one-off before I get there, right? So. Sure. I told you I'd come. I told um, you I keep my word. I'm impressed and surprised, or surprised and impressed, in that order. <laughs> uh, I'll see what I can do to make sure he stays here. I don't know how long he's going to stay. Is there anything I should know? What you know? I, I don't want to accidentally set him off or say something. I mean, he, he he does business, and if you're here to purchase my my sentence, I'm sure he'll be open to that. Just depends on what he thinks it's worth. Right. Do you want me to, to ask him? If you think it will help, yeah. I'll be right behind you. Or I'll or, wait. What, what, yeah, what do you think? Wait, and I'll tell him that uh, you're interested in purchasing 
my time. I'll be, I'll be right over there, and I, I sit at a table. Okay. So I walk over to Rhaegar with my net of things, and I bring him back his purse of remaining coins that he uh, had left. So, and it's kind of at that time that he just... He nods to you a bit curtly and then just stands up and walks over. This is as Torlin just finished his thing. Um, and he comes up to you, Torlin, and, and uh, extends his hand and goes, Excellent story. And you are? My name's uh, Torlin of Thalanthorpe. Who's asking? I'm Rhaegar. Wait a minute. Uh, Torlin looks over at uh, Dana. It's like points yeah. back, points and forward. It's like, Oh, oh, your honor, um, your uh, your excellency. He, he kind of sees that, and he just he looks a little confused, and then he, he just kind of claps you on the shoulder and goes, "That's an excellent story. Hope maybe perhaps uh, you have another tale to tell by the time the evening's over." I uh, and he kind of tips his, of course. He tips I his mug and never and, performed for. Uh, what should I call to you exactly? What's what's the proper uh, honorific? Honorific. Thank you. Prince, Rhaegar, hi Prince. Uh your He, he seems he seems rather unconcerned. He seems rather unconcerned with it. With I've the, never performed for a high princeliness before. Uh it seems to me that you just performed for the whole tavern. You didn't perform for me. I'm just excellent story. Uh, and he just kind of tips his mug and he and he turns around to walk back to his uh, table. Oh, I'm I'm there going to uh, to to intercept him. Well, this kind of happened at the end of your conversation with Cade. Okay. And you're at the, down at the table. So I and wave over to Rhaegar and, and I, I, him. I'm, uh, I'm going to show him that his purse that's kind of like half empty that I'm supposed to give him back. Wait one moment, uh, Prince. Hi, Prince. If you have a moment, there's somebody I'd like to that would like a meeting with you. I'm I'm here to do some drinking and listen to some entertainment. I'm not here for meetings. Well, I think that uh, if you're as interested in the story that I just told, you may be interested in in what one of the uh, protagonists of said story may have to say. Uh. <clears throat> You might have thought it was just a fairy tale, just another exaggeration by those darned dwarves. But no, this one is born in truth. Give me a persuasion roll, a minus two. That's a one, and but I've got one more Betty left. It's a good thing you don't have four, because then you could fail. <laughs> ah, rub it in. That's a three. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, so yeah, as we're kind of saying that he turned around and either, um, you're not quite sure if he just ignored you or maybe didn't hear you as he was walking away and, uh, calling that, but he doesn't, he doesn't respond to you and does head back towards his table. Well, he certainly acts like a high princeliness. I just look back and I look over back at Kate, introduce me. I'm going to go to his table. While, While you were holding up the bag, he just... He sees you and he just points to one of his entourage that's nearby and kind of like waves his hand like, no, I don't want that. So, uh, yeah, hold on. Let me see what I can do. And I go over to, I hand over the, the, the coin purse. Um, I turn him, uh, someone's inquiring uh, about my, 
uh, purchasing my sentence. Yeah? How's well, that I, supposed you, to interest that, that me? It does, doesn't interest you, but I mean, you don't own me, or you don't own my sentence. That's Rygar who does. Clearly, you don't understand the arrangement that's going on here, do you? Well, look, I, I'm, I, I'm here I to work. I thought you were very smart. I'm here to work. Someone wants to buy my services. I figured it would be wise to tell you as opposed to just ignore it. I'm going to work for anybody. I need to get out of this anyway. But if someone's looking to pay for my time and I don't tell you, and then you find out later, I get in trouble. Give me a persuasion roll. I'm persuasive. Do I? Uh, uh, I thought I had persuasion. Yes, I am. I do. I am persuasive. Everybody's got at least a D4 in persuasion. That's right. Roll. First roll of K or No, no, that was another first check roll before. Never no, no. Oh, no, there wasn't. Okay, so that was yeah. a two. So I can spend a Benny. Is that it? We roll with a Benny? Yep. So I need to get out of this. If, so. Yeah, if you notice, there's a little button there. Yep. We roll with Benny. There we go. That looks better. There we go. That's Woo! the <laughs> What'd you get? Uh, seven? Is that what it says? Uh, he kind of... Um, he pauses looking at you and... I point to the captain behind me. Well, my understanding is at first she sat down at a table waiting for you. Yeah, but I'm pointing behind, like, to her. And I'm like, they cared enough to follow me here. Right? So. Uh, he just, he gives a sign. He's just like, who's who's the guy that originally sold you can contract? Which, uh, the woman. Um, her name was... De La Rouge? Ethel. De La Rouge. No. Ethel De La Rouge. Yeah, De La Rouge. Um, he looks and goes... De La Rouge really, I, I think he swindled me with you. You're not very teachable. Uh, fine, fine. He, and he waves to you. To and me? by you, you mean Dana? No, to you. Okay. As in, like, carry on with whatever it is that you're going to do. Oh, like he waves me away. Okay, I kind of like grab my stuff and I I make, I, I point to the to, to Captain Dana. I point to him and I'm like, uh, okay, okay. I, I, get, I get up and I I walk over um, where I see Kay. What's this guy's name? Roger, your winery. Was this, this wasn't Roger. Roger waved me off to someone else, right? No, yeah, this, you were talking to High Prince Rygar. Oh, I was. My apologies. I thought it was, I thought, because he waved me off to someone else. You said, yeah, I don't no, want that. As, as in waving you, he was kind of like, carry on with whatever it is you're going to do. Oh, okay. I thought he was like, he had pushed me off to a lieutenant. And I oh, okay. So yeah, with, with that understanding, he's just like, you know, De La Rouge, I think he really swindled me with me. You're not teachable, so fine. Okay, okay, okay. You okay. know, just like, fine, do what you're going to do kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I wave Dana over to Prince Rhaegar. Yeah, I I come over to uh, to where Roger is sitting, and I I don't sit yet. I, yeah, I hold... He's taking a seat and he's kicked his feet up on the table. Yeah, uh, I hold my hand out and I say, Captain Daniel Lazani, it's a pleasure. And I'm going to play my adventure card. Gonna need a lot for this fella. Don't worry, it's not the one you think it is. It is peace. I don't think we've ever had this card. Play to improve the initial attitude of an individual group one level. Using uh, right. your action table in Savage Worlds. That's too bad. We could have added another man to Dana's harem. I think, <laughs> man, I was like hoping, I was so hoping it would happen. Uh, but yeah, this is this is good too. This is good too. I, I will say full out, 
if you had that card and played it, <laughs> I was already thinking of it. I was planning that it was going to affect somebody else other than Rhaegar. Well, that would um, that would have been it's, something for me though, because that's not what the card says. But this it's is funny that we are to a point where that you have to prepare for that card, even though <laughs> it's know. like one in fifty-four <laughs> chances of getting it, or something like along those lines. You are chaotic, and I am predictable, and that is why we make a good team. So True. yeah, so I've yeah. Uh, yeah I've come up and held out my hand to introduce myself. Um, so he was taking a swig, and as he see, sees you come up. He, he sees you, and um, this is probably a reaction to familiar. You can see he's like, um, uh, he kind of drops his feet down and stands up, seeing that he's speaking with a lady at this point. And then he also notices, goes, ah, oh. <clears throat> envoy from House Denise. And who might you be? Um, Captain Daniel Lozani of the Crown and Bell. And uh, no, contrary to appearances, Captain, I, 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 am, I am not beholden to House Denith. Really, I excoriate? No, this is a recent development, about three weeks old. In interesting. I worked for them in a different life, and well, it seems that sometimes things follow you even out here. I have some information for you and a proposal. Will you join me for a drink? I'm already drinking. Do you have something? You know, I, I wave over someone to to bring me my own drink. And now I, I don't normally come here to conduct business. So if you're here for business, please get to the point. Very well. Six weeks ago, my friends and I, and I gesture at Torlin, and if Truco is visible, I gesture at him, but I'm mostly po pointing out Torlin. My mm -hmm. friends and I were abducted press ganged from the Salty Dog and Baron right here in Regal Port by Mika Rockface and the Cloud Reavers. We spent uh, we spent four weeks aboard the Storm Reaver. We are no longer in under their thumbs. We are now free on our own accord. And well, that's quite an act <laughs> for the for the Cloud Reavers to come violate that that peace and that truce. I thought that was information you might be interested in first and foremost. And I have the evidence of it in my brig. He kind of shrugs when you, I mean, first of all, when you point out everybody else, he actually does nod to Torlin, doesn't even really acknowledge Truco. Um, uh, but then as you kind of speak, he, he shrugs there and goes, it's interesting information, but when Kyber makes you think, I don't know something like this already, that they're doing things like this. Well, fair point. Regardless, I would like to offer you a trade. I have in the brig of my ship, the former first mate of the Storm Reaver. He, he, he kind of nods interestingly and goes, and? Well, I was hoping to, to trade her for me, me, or... trade her for me. Okay, please. I was hoping to trade her for a favor or an alliance, but something else has crossed my path and I will offer, I will trade her to you in exchange for Kay Zamorano. He takes a sigh, kind of like turns back over and looks at you. You are certainly getting the better end of the deal here. 
<clears throat> kind of looks at you and he's looking at you, Caden, and just goes, I, I haven't taken you much for the schemer type. Have, they have approached I underestimated me. you? He did they not. approached me. It's the right? truth. He did not scheme. He he was a, a countryman in need, and I saw an opportunity to help him. And so my plans have changed now because this man's life and freedom is important. It matters to me. And you said um, I was no good to you, right? So. Okay, please. Um, let's make a persuasion roll at this point. Mm-hmm. Is this where I, I tell the rest of the party that I have a big mouth sometimes? <laughs> There's an ace on the oh. beach. That is a 13 success with two raises I'm holding. I totally forgot that that was your hindrance. Um, well, that's kind of why. I gave you a penny anyways for that's that outburst because cool. yeah. I just thought it was fitting and nice, but uh, it's even more appropriate that I give it to you now that, that you're hindrance is... Big mouth. Big mouth. <clears throat> um, and mine is about to do right by others at expense to myself. So that is a that is a 13 on the persuasion. 13. Um, he, he looks back from Kay and, and looks at you and um, goes, so no connection with House Denise, huh? There was. I worked for them during the war, but I was not born into the house. And... I have not worked with or for them since 993. Disappointing. To, so, uh, what what's that? Disappointing how? Well, working deals with House Deneath carry much value. Well, so even without that, I still have services to offer. S- services to offer? He kind of, he kind of, he, he looks you up and down for a moment and goes, and what does that mean? <laughs> well, that that means that regardless of my connections, I have all of the associated other benefits, and I just stretch my eye and no restrictions. For another, it means that. Well, you, you make, make no mistake that that is not any point. He's pointing specifically to your dragon mark, and he goes, "That's not the power I'm interested in." I'm interested in the power that's connected to that. Well, I'm afraid that is not in my that's not in my power at the moment. But and you you said something else. I'm. Isn't the first mate enough? Like my that much more valuable? He kind of he kind of holds up a uh, finger to you and he goes, "You truly do not know when to shut your mouth." I, as I said, you got, Roger, you got the better end of the deal here. Well, as far as, as far as other, as other services, my, I get things done. I'm discreet. And most of all, unlike a lot of other people beyond this port of call and this principality, I have a conscience and I know you do as well. If you need someone to do work and get jobs done of the kind that are for the benefit of this port and the greater good of the Lazar, you've come to the right place. He kind of leans back on his heels a little bit and kind of looking you over, um, uh, staring at you pretty intently, you know, with long, kind of like a long moment of silence and he goes, 
Captain Danaer Lazan. Yes. My name. The Crown and Bell. That yes. Is my yes. You you did introduce yourself as the captain of the ship, right? I did. Yes. Okay. Um, he kind of looks to like some of the other uh, folks he came in with around the table, and he goes, "Captain Danaer Lazan, Crown and Bell." Um, and they all do kind of. Uh, shrug and it doesn't really bring recognition to anybody um there are a few captains who can vouch for me though they are unfortunately not present in this room as far as i know so you speak of services you have of, uh, i'll vouch honor. for her i'm a captain <laughs> captain torlin of the beggar's bidding who did battle with many a privateer of the lazarites in the scion sea some 70 years ago I've lived long beyond your years, son, and I've seen many who act such as yourself. I think you do yourself a discredit to dismiss this one. He kind of nods to you as I, I do not dismiss her, but I also don't trust somebody who does not come with any known name or reputation for, uh, for though you speak of honor, as you're correct, you are in you are in the Lazar here, and uh, there are a great many things said by a great many people. Not all of them are true. But uh, so, uh, give me another persuasion check, and um, I'll let what you just said there, Torlin, be an uh, be a support role. Okay. Uh, that I mean, that certainly sounded like a pers persuasion yeah. check as well. I mean, I, I'm. If Kay has the opportunity, he's totally supporting this, right? If he can say anything to help her, he anything will. <laughs> That's a five. That'll be a plus one for your support, David. But, but I don't know if him saying anything is actually going to help. It depends. Well, I mean, that's that's all up to you. You get to decide what you do, and then I'll just tell you if there's anything to roll or okay, if it actually so creates an it would, be a, it would be a persuasion. It quite appropriate if you get a crit fail. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So I'm going to roll persuasion and I'm going to say, well, it's always good to get up with a new up and comer, right? Things change so quickly in the principalities. And let me see what happens when I roll that. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, you get minus two to your roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that puts me at what? Zero? Yep. Let me try to. There we go. Five. Minus two is three. It's still a fail. So you keep them three? No, I'm I, I, okay. I have three bennies. I was looking to see how many I had left. I yeah. wanted to go down to two. Mm, unfortunate. <laughs> nope. I still have a three. I'm gonna stay there. Okay. I figure so, there's yeah, other I mean, opportunities. As you start speaking again, he just he just like, okay. And I'm also like mimicking Roger. He just like, <laughs> hey, please. Oh gosh. Okay, get a break here. Um. Well, yeah, um, so I'll roll my support, my persuasion plus one. Um, yeah, you got a, yeah, plus one from Torlin. Yep. I'd also like to spend a Benny to affect the scene. Uh, how so? I would like one of the two captains who currently knows that I am a captain um, and can vouch for me to walk through this door. Uh, I am not going to allow that at this time because... Um, and, and what's been happening here is you're receiving the captaincy uh, happened a very short time ago, mm -hmm. and you're known in Cliffs, you're known in Cliffscrape and Rickety's. 
um, and mm -hmm. word has not really spread yet. Um, right. You know, because it took you seven days to get here, and you would have been one of the first ships leaving Cliffscrape, and you haven't even been here 24 hours yet. Sure. Good opportunity, though. Good idea, though. It's an eight. Do I want to fish? No, I don't want to fish right now. I'll keep the eight. Okay, that's a success with the race. Um, mm -hmm. So he kind of, he looks at you and he says, so you want to present an exchange of Mr. Lagra as my prisoner then for this one. He doesn't even look at you at this point, just kind of like waves over towards you. Um, and you are also offering that you are a person of honor and you get things done. And should I need something to help uh, this port principality in the greater Lazar, that you're one that could get those kinds of things done. That is what I'm offering. And I should think that offering all that in exchange for this man I didn't know 24 hours ago should serve as proof of that honor. I'd have to take your word for that. Um, he and he goes uh so offering your services to get done so you would uh so you would go after uh some of the other principalities for me eh? i would most i would most certainly go after the cloud reavers i called that. i have friends among the dire sharks that would be much more awkward but you say you're one that gets things done i am also one that has a conscience and i don't turn on my friends interesting he uh, he turns around and kind of leans forward to. Um, there's a dark one of his entourage is a you know dark haired lady um, uh, dressed, um, armed pretty well, um, and he leans forward. And he's he's like whispering with her very closely um, and quietly, and you know they do a, a little exchange back and forth and. Um, um, he turns and uh, he uh, he goes very well. I accept. Did I see who he was speaking with? Oh yeah, it was one. Of, it was one of the people of his entourage. It was a it was a lady as part of his entourage. I I hold out my hand. He holds out his hand and shakes and goes. <clears throat> he does not go free and uh, until you present, Mister Lagra. Where and when? Uh, he goes, uh, he actually kind of sighs for a moment and, and then goes, all right, Delroon will take some guard and uh, secure him, secure her, sorry. And he actually points to the lady that he was speaking with. I kind of and lean over into Dana and I kind of whisper in her ear and I say, we got to do this quickly. The information that I have is going to get stale sooner rather than later. Excellent. So then she shall bring us Kay and she will leave with Lagra. Yeah. And, you and as he leans back, he's like, and, and if we're going to get to our quarry in time. And with that, we will take our evening break here. Welcome back. Um, given Ellie or Dana, uh, a Benny for exercising her bow. Um, yeah, with that, I, I think it's kind of, um, 
you know, uh, Prince Rygar is clearly like he intends to stay here and he's he's kind of turned and uh, he's interacting with uh, some of the people of the crowd who come come up to him. Um, so like when the interaction happens, it's really kind of largely up to you. If you're intending on like hustling right out of the, the rusty anchor at this point. Kay has expressed urgency to me, so I'm going to get right on it. Sure. Um, <clears throat> Delru kind of turns to you and goes, so where's the crown of bell birthed? 26 at the East Docks. I'll come with you. Oh, you want to take care of this now, huh? Yes, I do. No time like the present. Let's... You see her, she, she kind of, she sighs, you know, looks at her mug in her hand, and then just like takes a huge pull and just takes as much time as needed to empty, empty the tanker. I clearly have my eyes fixed while she's draining that, like obviously counting the seconds, which are too long, one after the other. So, um, yeah, I just want to say, uh, roll common knowledge, okay? One success. Would you roll? Five. Five, okay. Um, yeah, so you know, uh, you've had some interactions with Delru, not a ton. Um, she's kind of, uh, you You don't think she's a lover to, to Rygar. I mean, you're not 100% sure though, uh, but she does seem to be a close uh, personal advisor to Rygar and handles, um, she, seems, she seems to handle a wide range of stuff. Um, some of it's security oriented, but she's also not the head of security. So um, she seems kind of like a jack of all trades, somebody very trusted that uh, he leans on to a lot to do uh, a great many things. She's his specialist. Yeah, it's a good interpretation. Um, and so with that, you guys leave the rusty anchor. Um, it is still early in the evening at this point, um, but the sun is coming low on the horizon. Um, and you can head as, to the crown and bell. Um, as we walk, sorry, as we walk, I say, so the prince is interested in alliance with the houses. Well, if he can asking, buy. Sorry, I'm, I'm asking oh. a different. And and Kay's just going to jump in as if he that as is. if he's uh, <laughs> he's like, well, if he can buy an army, it definitely helps him, you know, Kay, get with his. Please. Um, Come on. Yeah, she 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 just kind of. the man? Look. I want to hear what the man has to say. What were you saying, Kay? I mean, if you can buy an army, there's how many principalities out here? Like eight, twelve? If you can have like Denith mercenaries, that's excellent. And if he could defend, if you can put Denith mercenaries in Regal Port. That means that if somebody else goes off and hires Denith mercenaries, I mean, we all know Denith won't fight Denith. It suddenly secures the port. Just or even here. worse, trying to recruit from the principalities. Or other mercenaries elsewhere. I mean, they sort of did that with the privateers, but. Uh, and he can sell piracy services to Denise, you know, as subcontract. That's a lot of speculation. Delru's kind of got a smirk on her face as she's just walking, listening to Kay jibber jabber. Woman to woman, what's the what's the prince interested in alliance with the houses? That's the prince's interests. Indeed. You may say you're somebody of honor, but that uh, remains to be seen. Good. Um, I'm sorry. How long would it take to get rid of the the brand once the exchange takes place? 
Or do I stay branded because I still belong to somebody else under the same... I mean, we are just giving her the contract. Right. Right. You're not... Yes. Don't worry, Kay. You have nothing to be afraid of. Um... So what brings you to Regalport? My business with the prince. But it seems your business just came about here. She kind of like waves towards Kay. I had business before I met him. The conversations Roger and I have are apparently our business. Uh, she chuckles a little bit. <clears throat> um, so you, you all reached the crown and bell. And um, so... Uh, I believe I've spoken to you before, just the assumption of belief that uh, you have Mr. Lagra chained with the uh, Manacles of Compliance, mm -hmm. which you acquired from her. Um, mm -hmm. Torland had some experience with. Um, were you intending to, were those going with her? No, those are not part of the deal. Okay. Um, Roger's security is responsible for their security. So who's getting uh, Mr. Lagra? Was just gonna take uh, take Delarune right down there. Okay. You guys uh, want to come gloat? Sure. Kay's following you down. Kay's been burnt before. He's not letting you make a side deal until he's out of Regal Park. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> he's gonna be your shadow as much as possible. So as this exchange is going on. Um, not that it will affect anything, but we are going to roll. Oh, come on. There we go. Something better. Um, Mr. Lagra is just... Um, I'd probably be directed towards Torlin more than anybody else. Um, she is just... She is just intently staring at you, Torlin. And like... At, nice to as see like you, too. <laughs> Um, and it's quite, even though she's manacled up and you, and you got her prisoner and stuff, there is a, it, a slight unnervingness about her gaze. Um, you know, and as the shackles are kind of like transferred, whatnot, you know, she, she does look at you, uh, and she says, this isn't over. I, I, I never let Tiffo not have an opportunity for a comeuppance. I, I'm sure you'll get your chance. She sneers, sh showing some of her tusks quite uh, prominently. Hopefully your swordplay will be a little bit better next time. Not Benny for the unimpressed old man. Okay, kind of leaves leans over to Truco and is like, is this a thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have some history with this orc here. But so hopefully it's I, the last time we see it. See I guess since you've never seen her, Kay, um, Mr. Lagra is a, a her uh, she's an orc, and she is uh, probably one of the largest orcs you have ever seen. She is just huge, both in height and uh, stature, and it's it's largely all muscle too. It's not like there, she's uh, she's there's big no because, half to this orc. Yes, uh, she's she's clearly a full-blooded orc, um, but she is also just uh, completely ripped and very brawny. Um, and uh, as she's staring at Torlin, it like it just it unnerves you quite a bit seeing this look, and just kind of makes you wonder what the hell's 
happen all here with this with this one. Um, but she's pretty much she's a pretty frightening specimen of an orc. <clears throat> um, and you're unshackling her. Oh no, Del Rue's like they're putting shackles on first before uh, they take off their manacles. Um, and uh, we keep the shackles oh, oh. that we're using on until we get them over to uh, Rager. I'll give you this as kind of like a game mechanic, okay? Uh, as you would know this, since you have an arcane background, all you would need to do is actually just take an action to focus on objects to determine if they're magical or not, to, to sense a magical aura. Um, they have to be within uh, 10 inches, which is 20 yards, um, about 20 meters, give or take. Um, and uh, it doesn't and tell you- it doesn't tell you like the kind of magic, if it's transmutation or any kind of stuff or what the items do. You can just observe magic items. So seeing how they're like not unmanacling her first and they're manacling her again and they're taking, made you kind of curious and you focused and you could tell that the original manacles that she had were magical. Okay. So that'll, that'll be my uh, freebie to you about how your detector, um, just basic sure. detecting magic kind of works. We're keeping sure. we're keeping the magical manacles on for the duration of this exchange. So we get them over to Riger. We'll we don't have to get off. them over to Riger, do we? You just have to get put them in her custody, no? Kay asks straight up so we can get out of the situation as soon as possible. I'll I'll handle the exchange of the contract, Torlin, if you go and, and finish the escort. Uh certainly, yeah, that makes sense to me. Truco, would you like to come along? Yeah. I mean, Delru considers the exchange. Delru considers the exchange complete when they have Mr. Lagra and her custody. Um, you know, she comes up to the uh, paperwork, or as you, as you guys are heading up to the dick, she reaches into a pouch and pulls out uh, a scroll tube that's got a wax seal on it, uh, with House Civis mark on it as well. You can see there's a faint kind of glow to it. You can tell it's a House Civis arcane mark. Um, and she hands it to you, Dana. Where's the Civis office? Uh, she points, there's, there's one uh, before the pirate market. Thank you. Well, let's get you squared away, Kay. What does that mean? Uh, that he's means excited, sorry. <laughs> he's like, let's go, let's do this, sorry. No, I mean, what does let's get you squared away mean? I don't know what that means. Yeah, that means, that means I'm, that well, uh, Tarlin and Truco are doing their thing. I'm taking Kay to get his brand removed. So what the, what are Tarlin and Truco doing? Escorting Lagra. They're mm -hmm. finishing the escort mission. Yeah. As you two come, Del, Del Rue's kind of like, exchange is complete. We don't need you to come with this. Because she's not alone. She's She brought a couple, she brought some guards with her. All right. Then Tarlin, you, you say we go back then. Uh... Where exactly are you taking Lagra? Just, just a matter of curiosity. She looks at you for a moment and goes, "Got the holding cells." Whereabouts are those on the island? Up in the Prince's estate, the barracks. Um, she she scrutinizes you quite a bit. Um, and I probably. I'd have her be making a notice roll to see your intent on this. Sure. Uh, I only ask because uh, I'm sure by the time that I leave this island, I'll I'll be ready to pay a visit to my old friend here again. 
And she kind of goes, she kind of holds her hand out and she goes, uh, I'm not having you see her again before you leave Regalport. And why would that be? She's she's now our prisoner. I'm, I have no intention of you changing that. I mean, that's a win, right, Torlin? Uh, yeah. I don't think I don't think you were here by this. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's a win, Torlin, right? <laughs> well, you're right. She's your prisoner. I uh, guess I don't quite understand trust here, but says uh, lovey. Torlin will leave. <laughs> Truka follows. Dana, you're heading to House Civis with Kay? Yes. Um, to the best of my knowledge, that's where I need to go to get his brand removed. Look, that scroll might say some pretty horrible things, but none of that happened. I, as we're walking, I, I pop the scroll open and start reading it. It doesn't say anything really about what he did. It's just a simple contract of ownership of uh, indentured, uh, indenture, uh, whatever the word is. Um, I, yeah, just I, a contract of indenture. Um, I just you know, look over at him. Sorry. For three years. And, you know, whoever owns a contract owns his service for three years. I look over I at him and say, what do you think it says? Well, look, that fire was not me. And the guy who fell off the boat, I had, I was, I was down. I, I, I was still in my hammock when all that happened. I see. I, that wasn't me. Hmm. Uh, so you get to, you get to House of a message station. Uh, there's no enclave here. It is just a message station. Um, and um, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a couple gnomes in attendance there. You know, one's uh, bespeckled and looks up looks up at you he's got a he's got a mark of scribing uh, that you could just see kind of over his uh frilled cuff uh, frilled collar on his neck evening hey, welcome to house service may I help you who takes care of the contracts i can assist you with that good i i have this man's contract and i'm releasing him from it uh that will be uh 15 galifars of course cost of man's life it's pro it's paperwork it's a processing fee man so yeah i yeah i've i counted out the 15 galifars and hand it over yeah and they you see him write some stuff on the contract uh sign it with a, a seal and he he looks forward to you and he, he waves you forward um and he takes out this uh this strange pen that's tipped with this uh, eberron dragon or sybaris dragon shard um leans forward and up towards you and you see him kind of like he's rubbing on your skin a little bit um you feel kind of like a bit of a tingle and uh it tickles a bit but it doesn't hurt or anything like that you notice dana that the, the mark disappears is that, is that it? Is it, is it is it done that's it i i asked the gnome do you have a mirror we are not a clothier shop or a bucket of water um, there's plenty of water outside come on Kay. See for yourself. So, at the earliest opportunity, you do see that the mark has uh, disappeared from you. Uh, Torlin and Truco, were you two up to anything in particular since you weren't going to uh, go with Mr. Lagra? Nothing comes to mind, no. Uh, Torlin's still interested about the location of this break. He'll do some networking in town to, to try and find out where it is. Okay. 
that uh, some of the criminal element, maybe the gamblers, have spent a night there too. Sure, of course. Remember now, networking does take a, a couple hours of activity of pavement pounding, so to speak. Right. Um, you're welcome to do that. Do you want to spend any money to uh, assist you in that? Uh, no, that's fine. Okay, so yeah, and go ahead. Make... Support role. Sure. How are you supporting? Yeah, no, asking asking questions with him, and then maybe playing some games, uh, some some gambling here and there. Um, just alongside hearing. Um. Sounds like for this would be a bit more of a persuasion check to support. Sure. Well, persuasion. That is a three, which I will banny for a four. And I will keep that. Yeah, because somebody's got a lawn. <laughs> so what if you roll the two? Yeah. Um. On our way back, I see Dana. We've got to put this, this berth behind us. we got to go. So, Torland, uh, make a persuasion check, uh, plus one. Right. Uh, I don't suppose any of the networking stuff applies here. Heroic status and uh, bardic something or other, sharp-tongued? Uh, I think bardic would, but the, uh, the heroic status would not yet. Okay, well, it's a crit fail. I didn't and even I look at the yeah, chat I, yet. I do see it. Crit failure. So, at all <laughs> yeah, kind of, I was sitting there <laughs> thinking, why, why is he talking about bonuses? It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Systemically, I was like, I like is there something you should crit fail? <laughs> um, so, you find out that there is, um, uh, from a very, from a source you consider very reputable. Uh, the prince has a secret prison that he takes high-value targets hidden underneath the slums because, you know, then if the prisoners break out, they're just in the slums and nobody's really going to be affected or anything like that. So um, it's a, it, it's an excellent secret prison that they keep people in, um, you know. Uh, and it, the captain of the guard works with uh, Uthar Kazal of the Third Eye to kind of like help disguise the moving location of where this the secret entrance for this secret prison is. I see. So uh, I imagine that Torlin asked some questions about this, but uh, the individual manages to convince him. Oh, yeah, because because uh, you also hear from other people. You don't hear. Uh, I mean, the corroborating sources you get is Uthar Kazal of the Third Eye is actually a very well-known oracle that lives in the slums. Um, so a lot of people talk about them and reference them, even though not other people speak about the secret prison, but there's enough kind of information there that, you know, clearly indicates this person knew what they were talking about um, with their, because of their experience with Uthar and probably, you know, you suspect that they may have uh, spent some time. This Uthar Kazal is such a popular figure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he might have something to tell me about uh, my future. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, so Cade, you and Captain Dana are coming back to the Crown and Bell. I'm kind of a, a saying, look, I have multiple reasons to want to get out of here, Captain. The most important is that I promised you some information. Captain Alexei, he's going to be in Therindor in four days. Does not give us a lot of time. We need to we need to there. pull up anchor and start heading, heading out. Therindor is the Therindor. month. 
No, <laughs> oh, sorry. No, Tantamar. 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 Yes, let's go. How do you know this, Kay? I've been tracking him for some time. Um, I know that. So I alluded that he's on a mission. So all of this we're saying, like, as, as we're kind of like walking. As we're walking. Like, yeah, we're doing yeah, the walk. I'm trying to press her to go a little bit faster here. Look, he, his There's... ship had sunk. He found another ship. More importantly, um, he's been on this cr almost crusade. He calls himself, or he claims to be privateering still for Seer and like attacking boats uh, to the south of us. But he's run a little bit of a reputation. And my belief is that. Um, he owes someone at this point in time. And I have a really credible account that he's gonna he's he's taken on some smuggling um, operations, and his next port of calling is in Tantamar. That's that's like a few days away. Yeah, I I have two questions before we actually weigh anchor. First of all, why are you looking for Alexei Arland? I'm not looking for Alexei himself. Um, I'm actually looking for Alexi Arlen. Alexi, his son. His son. And why are you looking for Alexi? Uh, we grew up together. Okay. And your business with him is amicable. Uh, yeah, yes, we're we're. I haven't seen him in, you know, I haven't seen him since uh, since a little bit before. Uh, okay. Before the day. I have and I have one other question for you now that you are free to answer your own questions. Yes, Phil. One thing I forgot to mention since you were going to House Civis, because you went there yesterday when you made birth, if I remember mm. correctly. Yes. Um, they did have a message for you. Oh, awesome. From a certain free captain. I, I don't have it to give to you yet. Okay. Um, I just wanted to bring it up because there's part of me that's thinking now, is there anything about that that would be distracting? Um, it would it would really depend on the contents and what kind of distraction would would depend on on the contents. Uh, overall sentiment is similar to the last message, um, and there's information on there uh, about about my friend. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, depending on the nature of the information is what I would need to know to. Nothing, uh, nothing immediate. Nothing immediate, and nothing immediate. I assume in response to my, we need to, we need to sit down and have dinner sometime. Uh, nothing, nothing quite immediate. Yes. So, yep. So, uh, in that case, I'll resolve that once I once I get the letter to respond to, and uh, say to Kay, yeah, there's there's one more question you need to answer now that you're free to answer your own questions. Cool. You. Do you want to sail on on my ship as a passenger or as my artificer? Uh, I'm offering you a berth on my ship and a position on my crew. You're Siren. I am Siren. We need to stick together. He adjusts his gloves. He's like, that. I need to find Alexi. So how about I, I will do what needs to get done on your ship. You can assign me any task. Let's get to Alexei get to Captain Arlen and then we'll let's take one day at a time I mean it's, it's he's he's still like three days away let me I, it's quite a, a, a an ask you're asking of me right now that's I, okay. I don't know you Captain even it's, though I owe you a lot I, I do want to repay that it's it's not a question of repayment it's whether or not 
that's something you'd like for yourself, but I can see that you need to get to Alexi. I can see that he matters deeply to you. So it's, um, it's a very happy coincidence for all of us. And I know that Tantamar is only what? two or three days away. By this point, you guys would have made it back to the Crown Bell. Torlin yeah. and Truco are not there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying, and I, and I know, and one of the reasons that timing is important is because I know he's going to, supposed to be in Tantamar, but most of this, like, clandestine dealing doesn't happen in the port. So he's probably meeting someone around. And so the exact location is going to be difficult. So if we're going to spend a day looking for him, I mean, we need to leave now. I look around the, the boat. Yeah. I, I'm going to call for my runner. Shastrin. Yes, Captain. I need uh, you to go find... Give me a notice roll, okay? <laughs> Should sure. I put any modifiers on it? Oh, for Jaime. Yeah. Yeah. Five. Me keeping it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, no, there's nothing... Incidentally, I never know what people spend bennies on, so I always ask after every roll, are you keeping okay. it Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm keeping that. There's more important things that... Like he's like. I mean, you, you you heard Dana earlier debating that she got an eight, and she was debating whether she was gonna roll again. So I never know, and I never assume. So that's fair. Uh, I, this, I do. I do. Ali really with, wants you to spend a penny on this one. <laughs> no, I, I'm just making so, so he has clear expectations. As soon as I describe what happens from the roll, you can't re-roll anymore. So I usually try and remember say. You know, are you keeping that? Or are you rolling again? Because as soon as you say yes, I'm keeping it. I'm we're going with the results of the roll, and it's that's not going to change. Yeah, I've gotten used five to just is, specifying myself. Five, my final answer. Okay. Um, so yeah, you see the Sashdon come up, um, and you notice him look. Um, you kind of get the sense of kind of like a um, a happy puppy from from Shastron. Kind of what you pick up on when she calls for Shashon and this 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 half elf with uh, long blonde hair comes running up. Yes, Captain. What what can I do for you? I need you to find Tarlin and Truco and <clears throat> round up any any crew who's still gone to shore. We're pulling Niker. Oh, wow, that's a that's a lot. I'll, I'll 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 do everything possible, everything in my power to make it happen, Captain. We'll get the, we'll get the crew together. Uh, yep. Yeah, tell tell now and Moira too. Well, yeah, I mean, if Anchor, that's everybody, right? That's everybody. Yeah, so uh, I'm on it, Captain. Good, thank this you. This boat's bigger than I expected. It's, uh, she's, she's a beauty. You'll, I think you like looking her. at you. Kay is looking at you like he's reassessing your value here. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, even if you want to, underneath the tab, the crown and bell, you can actually look and you should be able to see the whole ship. She is a fine ship, Kay. I, uh, You'll want to zoom out because it's multi-level. I never anticipated being a captain of one such as this. Let's get you set up, settled in your berth. I'll show you around. And we just go around. I have a systemic question for you, uh, Phil. Sure. I'm assuming that as an indentured person, they took away most of my belongings. So, But most of my powers are tied to my belongings. The assumption there that they gave them back to me or do I need to rebuild everything on the ride back? No, my, my assumption actually is they did not take all your belongings because they have used the fear of um, particularly what happens to those who help indentures gain freedom, which okay. kind of creates a whole communal attitude towards indenture 
as as a means of um, essentially keeping indentures in line. So, okay. um, you know, they 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 investigated. Uh, they used some arcane means to investigate your skill and ability, anyways, and were kind of able to determine that there wasn't anything there that they thought was a big threat to uh, them or or you gaining your freedom. So nothing in particular was taken for you. So you can actually assume that you have all your normal belongings. Okay. Sure. Um, so after a while, after you gain this information, uh, Torlin and uh, Truco, you hear this behind you, uh, Truco, Truco, Torlin. Yes. What's up? That's the. It's you see you see Shastron there. Right. Captain, the captain's looking for the whole crew. They're uh, weighing anchor. Oh, they're not okay. going to leave without us. What's the hurry? <laughs> I, I I don't know. That, uh, Captain Dana said they wanted to weigh anchor right away. All right. You know, we got to make we got to make sure that she's happy. I didn't get to go visit Lagra one more time. I mean, I think she would be really upset. I mean, she she specifically called you two out to to come. Back. I mean, I'm supposed to look for the rest of the crew too, you know. But she specifically called you two out. Ah, I think I see what's going on. My advice to you, my friend, ease up a little bit. Ease? What, not so much running? I mean, how else am I supposed to find everybody? Oh, oh you'll, you'll figure it out when you're older, I suppose. He, he gives you kind of a, a weird look and looks at you, Truco, and... Dwarves. I don't know. So, so you're going back to the ship? Uh, yes, there's. Unless you got something else to do, let's go. I mean, if you see anybody, any of the other crew on your way over, um, you know, if you can help me out, you know, help. It'll look, you know, the quicker the crew gets back, the better it looks for me. I mean, I mean, the quicker we're able to set sail. I'll help you out. No worries. I mean, I, I really appreciate that. You know, need to need to set sail as soon as we can. Let's run then. Um, now, aside from gathering the crew back, is there anything I need to know about what's going to happen before y'all set sail? Nope. Nope. Yep. Yeah, I'm ha- filling, filling Torlin and Truco in on Kay's uh, information that there's a time limit for finding Captain Alexei, filling them in that he has been privateering for Seer in the name of Seer. And, uh, why is Kay making finger quotes at me? I don't like this very much. Um, I mean, I mean, he'll say it. It's like, Seer's not there anymore. So him saying he's privateering for Seer, I don't know what that implies. I sail in the name of Seer, and you've seen what I do. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, he wow. comes from good stock, that uh, Alexei Arland. And I, Wait, do you guys it. also mention the, the sun out of curiosity? Yeah, at some, um, I'm going to at some point want to have a private conversation with Torlin quickly, but uh, I would I would not spill the beans on the sun. That's obviously Kay's private business. All right. Well, um, it's Kay's mentioning that at all. I mean, no, yeah. not specifically. Not okay. until we get to just. Would you really not blab about that? I don't know. I, I, right now, it's all about Captain Arland, right? right? I mean, what he'll blab about is stuff like. <laughs> And, and, and like, if we're having discussions and we go back to the privateering for Seer, you, you might sail in Seer's name, but you're not taking 
actions against other nations in the name of Seer. He's attacking Carnathi ships. He's attacking Thranish ships. He's staying out of the principalities. He's he's making sure that none of the the, the other powers that be around here are, are 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 ruffled. But he is he's going after these things, and it just means that he's painting a target on his back, a larger and larger target. Then we should certainly go find him. The only reason, Kay, that we are not that we don't have such a big target on our backs is because this crew has only existed for about three weeks. Give it time, and I say that with a grin. So, when are why are you trying to reach Captain Arlen? Uh, he's an old, an old friend of mine, and uh, our new crewmate here, Hershendy and Lucky. He is pretty and old. He uh, he comes from a good stock. Even his father, I heard, was uh, was a good man. And his grandfather, too, before him, all military men. And his son, also a good man. Oh, you've met one of them? Yeah, I, I, I grew up with Alexi. So that's why you want to look for him, then, I suppose. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, absolutely. To be completely transparent, I look over to the captain. I am more interested in Captain Arlen's son than Captain Arlen himself, but one lead leads to another. I I can see that much, Kay. It's a... Aladris smiled on bringing us together. <clears throat> I, I, I think it's more your action specifically. I appreciate you saying so. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to learn a thing or two from, from Torlin when it comes to giving credit where credit's due. I mean, you, you found the orc. You traded the orc for me. I had that. I, I've been, I've spent weeks, even indentured or not, trying to get this information. Right? It's all blood and sweat, right? I didn't. I didn't find the orc. She took us captive. We were her slaves. Oh, that's how. Oh, I thought that there was a little more there to that. The way uh, <clears throat> Torland and her were looking at each other. Oh, Torland was sweet on her captain, not her. And I give a little really shit-eating grin there. <laughs> I believe it was the other way around. <laughs> right you are. Confused. Right you are. Well, Kay, why don't you uh, find your birth? Find yourself something to eat? Um, Torlin. Uh, before you, have you go before you go there, uh, so Truco, uh, you've been kind of running around uh, with Shastron. Uh, mostly through the pirate exchange, you believe a lot of you found a number of the crew there in the pirate exchange, um, buying some stuff at some of the taverns and, and whatnot. And um, at one moment, uh, you know, one space, Shastron comes like, you know, he's kind of at a jog. I mean, he's moving, still just trying to find everybody to do everything very quickly and stuff. And at one point, um, not paying attention to where he's going, he barrels through a whole group of city watch. Um, and they just really get like, uh, they get very bent out of shape from it um, and start kind of like, <clears throat> um, you know, they grab him and, you know, start roughing him down. It's just like, what are you doing? And stuff like that. You no, know, don't me don't mess with us. They're just uh, going to approach and um, grab him. And there, there you are. The, the, the guy, the, sorry, the, the, he's, he, he's, 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 we are, we are trainers here. We are just, I'm just coaching him. 
into the art of parkour here around and running. And, and I just, yeah, sorry, that was that was my bad. As a teacher, I'm a bad, I'm doing a bad job here. Yeah, let's 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 get together. Let's get this going. And and he's gonna try to dissuade the situation. All right, that sounds like. Uh, give me a deception roll there. Sure. Deception. And a Benny, come on. Oh yeah, I totally just gave him a Benny. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, that's an eleven with two aces and different cases. Yeah. One shy of two raises. Um. They they kind of like look at you and stuff. I mean, one of them, one of the guards, kind of puffed himself up to come towards you as you start, you know, trying to defuse the situation and everything. And um, they, uh, uh, the other one, kind of, you know, he's got shash drawn by the, the scruff of the shirt, and he's kind of holding him as well. He's looking at you, goes, and then he kind of turns shash drawn to you and he goes, "You get out of here. Go back to your ship." And he throws him at you to the point where you know, like, he tumbles down onto the ground. Um, and he goes, no, you, we catch you, you training here where all these crowds are. Again, we're going to take you for a night. And uh, he's, pointing I'm, at, I'm, he's pointing at you, Truco. And I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. Just just pointing that out. If you if you follow, uh, if you want to uh, to know, I mean, you could have prevented that fall from the guy if you knew how to, right? It just, and I'm just, just saying that here, here and that, I can offer my servers to anyone, even guards here, and I'm... You know, there's a good um, necessity for you guys to to be skilled in the art of falling gracefully, right? So uh, I just pointing that out there. But good day, sir. Thank you for your services. Um, get back here, and I will pick up uh, the guy, uh, and I just uh, try to keep going. Uh, okay, your your role saved that from being a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, good job there. Um, Ernesto has to roll first to see how much he can get away with. <laughs> for, uh, and for the people playing the home game, that is actually a uh, the stick part of the carrot that comes with the Love Interest Adventure card coming into play because the card states that uh, an NPC will eventually fall in love with your character, enjoy them on their adventures, but will get into trouble from time to time and cause trouble and need some kind of uh, bailing out or cause a headache for you. And so that is what just happened. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Tr Truco just helped you guys not having to spend the night in Regal Park. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, back to Dana and Torlin. So, uh, yeah, in in my in my cab, and now that uh, at least Torlin is safely returned to the ship, I uh, yeah, pour out some some wine from the decanter on the desk and sit down and say that stuff Kay was saying about Captain Arland privateering. That was that was something you did before with him. Uh, privateering, no. Not exactly. Uh, we hunted privateers. That was uh, that was aboard my ship. Right before we got captured, it was a fellow up relatively close to Tantamar, as a matter of fact, uh, or so the the tales and the rumors go. Went some forty years back. I don't know if he survived, but perhaps his son 
if he followed in his father's footsteps like they usually do, uh, might be up there as well. It was uh, Captain Sproul, privateer for Carnath. It was in the process of chasing him that I landed myself in that prisoner of war camp, that POW internment camp. Was that what you wanted to ask about? Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to piece some things together so that you and you and Captain Arland were privateering together. You were chasing down this, this guy at Tantamar, got scooped up. Um, I guess, I guess that all tracks and you know anything about that son of his? Uh, only that I can expect that he's an honest man and that, uh, well, you know, Captain Arland is, is pretty much the whole reason why I've got such a good opinion of Sirens, you know? Oh, thank you. Oh, and uh, don't discount yourself as well. And my father and my grandfather and my great-grandfather. Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, but they are also of, of the Deneath uh, Blade Marks. So, uh, but, <clears throat> that point, they were across territory and, and fighting for our forces. It was more about the brothers beside you than national... What's the word? Allegiance. Allegiance. Yes. When when Torlin says your your father and, and grand your great grandfather and grandfather were of the Dineth, but my I just like my eyes go real wide and then I just kind of hide my disappointment while I while he finishes the rest of the story and uh, I say no oh, yeah that that. That's one thing I wanted to talk about, you know, uh, I can, I know, I know Captain Alexei is important to you. I can see Alexei is real important to, to Kay, because, um, uh, reminds me of someone I used to know that way, but I don't know, Torlin. I guess, I guess we're going to Tantamar now. I wish we'd been able to pick up a job in the process, but... I mean, we sort of need some income. Uh, I don't know if you recall, but we are pretty low on our coffers, and there was nothing to resupply them here in Regalport. Perhaps we should be looking for something, uh, a paying job in the local waters before we go careening across the principalities, as we might not have enough to pay the crew all the way up to Tantabar. It's quite a journey. I've got some squirreled away. A day sail to Tantamar, a day at least a day looking for Alexei. Two two more days before he's supposed to leave the area. So we're we're talking around four hundred miles, just to FYI. I'm not sure how many days that is, but I don't think it's a day. Uh, <clears throat> I thought the estimate that I gave was two or three at, days. If you take a look at the charts, make a common knowledge check. Um, Dana? Yeah. I'm gonna Benny that free. I need to know where we're going. Well, it's about it's half fun. the distance we just did from Riquity's Squib, so uh, if how much did we spend? Around uh, 150 Galifars, so like half that? We spent around 120 for the month, yeah. Not the month, for the week. For the week, okay. So. Yeah, uh, Tantamar is about... Uh, Four to five days from Regalport. 
If we don't leave right now, Trollin will will have lost him by Kay's account. I'll have to pay the crew out of my own pocket for now. Unless unless you're unless you're able to go find us a job off of the docks, there might be something. We might be able to get something, but we have to go tonight or we'll or we'll lose them. Right. You are. Is um is the entire crew on board? Is everyone back? Um, I, I mean, it, ta- it takes a couple hours for the entire crew to get back. Okay, so, you know, in, in that time, I'll suggest to Torland that he and I kind of go, go canvassing the docks, looking even just for something to haul a person to transport anything we can pick up in the immediate vicinity within the time, within, you know, a, uh, the time frame. Sure. <clears throat> um, who's making the roll? Uh, I'll support. All right. So uh, that would be a networking check. So you can go ahead and make a persuasion roll uh, to support Torland. Mm-hmm. All right, plus one from known as a bard. Uh, that's a four. And I've got a Benny, I'll re-roll it. All right, how about a 12? I have a plus two. I would like a 12, thank you, sir. Plus two, so that leaves you at a net minus three. Can give you a minus a net, five penalty for that. A net minus three to find work. What kind of crappy docks are these, man? All right, here we go. I mean, it's not the crappy docks. It's the hurried nature of the search. <laughs> sure, I'm going to Benny that. Hurried and slash desperate nature of the search. <laughs> so I spend a Benny without doing my free reroll, so I'll do the free reroll. Um, yeah, I forgot that I've done that. There's an ace on the D8. There's another ace on the D8. There's another ace on the D8. That is a 22. That's a number. That's a number. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, Well, 22 it's is success why, with four raises. It's why know. I'm the captain. I get stuff Apparently. done. I, I told Roger I get the I get stuff done. Um. So 22, what the 22, what we'll go with is um, you're looking for any job, right? You're on mute. Cargo, passengers, something going to Tantamar. Um, okay, stuff specifically going to Tantamar, then... Um, I mean, if they want, yeah, specifically well, Tantamar. Because, so what, what was coming to me... Um, I'll give you the initial thing that comes and we'll see how you respond to it first. So, um, you actually, uh, as you're kind of like canvassing the docks and whatnot, um, you, uh, in a surprise, bit of a surprise, you bump into somebody else who you recognized from Prince Rhaegar's entourage that was at the Rusty Anchor. Um, okay. right. Um, a, uh, Katiana. And she, uh, she goes, I, actually, I was looking for you. Um, you know, Prince had a thought that uh, he would like to test how you are and uh, see if you are good to your word and your services. And he has uh, somebody that he owes a favor to. Uh, so to help Rhaegar, he would like you to, to speak with this person um, and what they're looking to transport and uh, take care of, he would like you to cover that and help them do it. 
as a way to fill the favor, to clear Rhaegar of his favor and obligation to this person. Uh, I believe it's a, he's a merchant that has, does you know, trade goods, uh, typically with Port Verge. Rhaegar wishes me to clear to clear his favor. Yes. Hmm. To Port Verge. Yes, I believe uh, the merchant has some uh, goods that he needs transported to Port Verge. Give me the information. I'll talk to him. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, so I'll go talk. Yeah. It is I'll a Fairy Zizel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, both both you and Torlin would find out about this. And, um, you know, he leads you to a merchant kind of on the outskirts of the uh, pirate exchange. Um, and you discover he's a... Um, yeah, it'd be a wine merchant. He, he's a wine merchant, deals in a lot of wine. Right. Uh, I cannot for the life of me find Tantamar on my map. It's south of us, right? Northwest. No. Gulf North of Pinion or something like that. Mutiny Bay up by Dreadhold. Oh, okay. Uh, Nibni Bay. Dreadhold, yeah. southwest. Southwest. Thank you. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I say the merchant... I'll, hand, I'll handle the delivery, but you should know that I need to make sale immediately for Tantamar, so there will be a bit of a detour. It won't be going direct, but it'll get there. Uh, how long is this uh, detour going to take? Well, first we have to get to Tantamar, then we need to conclude our business there. I'm hoping it won't take more than two days in Tantamar. But you know the nature of this business, sir. I can't make, <laughs> I can't give you that hard and fast, especially when it, it's contingent on someone else. But you have my word that I will end up in Port Verge as soon as I can. Oh, the extra time is going to cost you. Cost me. Uh, yes, in effect, a reduced fee. How I, reduced? I could just wait for another ship and get it there quicker. How reduced? <clears throat> uh, that's a significant delay. Uh, 50 percent. 75. 60. Done. I hold out my hand. He shakes your hand um, and he instructs, uh, speak to Horace here. There's, uh, and do you have dock workers to help you with the loading? I know a guy. We have uh, numerous casks of wine here. Um, I'm dealing specifically with the dire sharks, uh, attempting to do good business with them. My That's needs and desires is, is preferences to, uh, that this wine goes to and is sold to, uh, well, some of it's old. Half of it, in fact, is a gift to some of the dire sharks to uh, some of their ships. Excellent. I've spent a lot of time in Port Verge. I have connections there. I'll see to it that it goes to the right place. Excellent. Excellent. Well, so, yeah. So, yeah, we get my get my friend at the docks there mobilized to be loading up the ship. We have a job. Sure. Yeah. What's your friend's name? Mirren? Marin, yeah. Marin, yeah. Marin will absolutely help you. Um, you know, uh, as soon as Albert sees that there's some stuff getting loaded up, he wants to help out. Albert! There's an Albert on the boat? Thank you, Albert. It's an Albert. Oh, he's a human, large human that calls He's an Albert. The same way Torlin's my uncle. Okay. I mean, right. I didn't do great in my. <clears throat> By notice check, but I figured I would have seen an Albert. You'll like him. He's a good listener. <laughs> Simple-minded, but with a big heart. Um, while all this is happening, Phil, I, I don't want to take any time away from the party or the preparations, but um, 
Well, there you guys do have a few hours, so this is a time. Yeah. Um, if there's something that you wanted to take care of in Regalport before well, you left it, well, to call well it out. not in Regalport per se, but Kay's doing a once over on the ship. Like he's he he's an expert in stuff, like physical stuff. Um, so he's going to give the ship a once-over just to see like what the nature is in terms of repair and quality and maintenance and all that stuff on the ship. Sure. Give me a notice check. For sure. I figure I might as well make myself um, useful to the captain. Ooh. I am going to reroll that. Uh, Truco is going to support that if if available, since he's the boatswain. I don't know. If, I know. Yeah. We are already rolling. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that tracks. So I'll, I'll allow that. There you go. Yeah, no, I, I mean, consider that in the in the final roll. But anyway, nice. Yeah. So we'll we'll just say that uh, you are taking him around the ship, you know, pointing stuff out. You're still learning your job a little bit yeah. as well. So um, and still kind of learning who this Cade guy is. So you didn't necessarily know like what to point out in particular, what he might be looking for. But you did give him like uh, a tour of the whole ship. Um, so I rolled a 10, but I think he gives me plus two on that. No, he did. You rolled before he actually gave you support. So we're just flavoring that, okay. you know, he helped. Yeah, yeah. He kind of guided just, you and talked to you, well, helped you out, but didn't well, actually well, help you in what you were looking for. Yeah. Trigger okay. will say, at one point in the trigger will say, wait a second, wait, wait just a moment. He will just like place his ear into the mast, the, the, the large mast on the, on the ship. Okay. Yeah, no, I think no, I think he's good. I mean, you will have to to let him just play, just just let him do his thing. Then we see if, if things are okay, right? Uh, okay, okay, great. You can you can uh, you can just get your things down here uh, in the ship. The ship allows it. That's that's alright by her. Just just by now, let's see if uh, you do the proper job. All right, all right. He's just pat him on the shoulders and just keep him moving. Okay, we, we need more things to go. To you need to know more things. Just so keeps. I am allowed to continue looking at the ship. Yes, exactly. Okay. I feel like Kay is doing that face of the meme, who's like about to correct him or say something, and then he's like, "Yeah, okay, let's just keep going." <laughs> uh, so you're investigating the whole ship. Spent uh, some considerable time, um, even to the point where. Uh, give me a second. Wasn't expecting materials. That's the word. Coming up with I, something. Sure. Just correcting my terminology. I said I'm an expert in stuff. The term was materials. That for some reason this gave me. And just for for reference sake, I did not hear anything that he was talking. Like, Everything no he there. said, I assume that you actually heard. No, 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 yeah, but no, on the no. other side. Like, it's a, it's a one-sided telephone call. It's basically yes, what, exactly. I, what I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you just heard is what you just what heard. What just happened. Okay. Yeah, you're learning stuff. With I'm that. just going to oh. wait for Phil to finish doing what he's doing. And let me say, I'm going to focus on that middle staff for uh, for a bit and see if, if there's um, anything magical involved. But that's after. I'm gonna, I have to brush up on my boat terms. Mast? Or I'm mistaken, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so uh, looking over the ship, you see that um, uh, 
with a with a ten, that's a success in a raise. You definitely notice that there is some there's some been some recent change to the rigging and the mast layouts, lines and things like that have changed. Um, give me a uh, yeah, common. Uh, you don't have boating, do you? I do have boating. Okay, so then give me a common knowledge roll. Common knowledge roll. Skills, common knowledge. Strange, on the quick roll list, not everything is listed there. Okay, common knowledge roll. Nice, 10. Uh, so with the lines and the things that you've seen changed on the masts, uh, that's what you've seen before in, in a couple of different Lazar ships and ships that you've traveled with. Uh, indication of squibbing and where the lines of a ship are changed to kind of disguise its appearance and make it appear like a different ship. Um, and you kind of believe that this was done fairly recently. So the ship was probably squibbed recent, very recently. Um, it's a pretty good job that was done. Um, you also can tell going down into the, uh, you know, there's multi decks, there's the main deck, uh, there's the weapons deck where most of the crew sleeps. Then there's the cargo hold underneath that. And then the bilges underneath that. Um, kind of following along on the map there. Yeah, I'm looking at the at the boat. Yeah, um, it's good. So I, you notice some recent, uh, especially when you're down in the bilges and kind of in the cargo hold, there's been some recent significant damage along the hull of the ship uh, that was repaired and, and swapped out. You also notice the same thing as well is that there's been uh, some recent uh a lot of the decking has been replaced recently um, on the main deck. But this is all ship. competent work. Yes, all the work is, is, is of good quality, and the ship's very okay. seaworthy um, and done very well. Uh, but these are some of the things that you've kind of you've noticed with it. And um, I'm going to have to say with a 10 on that raise, um, I forget if we determined where exactly it was. Um, you notice down in the cargo hold, correct me if we decided otherwise, but I can't remember where we decided. You actually notice down in the cargo hold, uh, some, some strange unaccounting for space when you actually kind of notice and discover, uh, you know, where Truco is off kind of like pointing at something else and stuff. You actually kind of notice a latch and you see, uh, what is a smuggling compartment that looks like it was recently uh, put in that it hasn't been here all, but it's, uh, you know, of course it's not huge, but it's, it's substantial enough that you guys can, it's empty currently, um, but you can transport something fairly well that chances are most people won't look. You've been like really, really thorough in your, in your investigation and searching of the ship here. Um, and, uh, and this is my thing. Yeah, and it's your thing. Yeah. Um, so this all fits. And there's also one other thing you noticed that I sent you in a private message uh, in, in Zoom. Oh, okay. There, there you go. Okay. And that's what you discover in the ship. You, you definitely feel confident in its uh, seaworthiness and its capability. There's nothing outstanding at the moment that needs to be repaired. Um, it, it looks to be a good ship. I mean, you even make note that there's you know, especially down on the cargo deck where in the rear there's a bunch of small cabins for officers at the very end. There's a, you know, there's there's another small room that, I mean, in your opinion, you know, with the right equipment could totally be turned into a nice little workshop. 
course. I, I, I was going to go there in the first place. But um, the cargo bit, the cargo hold. Are you talking when you said it's it's a decent size, but it's fairly small? Are you like, no, like the, three people can fit there? Like the secret compartment? I mean, like is it like three people large, or is it like you can sleep someone there? Uh, I, in actuality, I'm not going to. I don't know. Maybe one or two people at the most. Maybe okay. very cramped. Um, it's a the way it's kind of out is. Uh, to keep things simple and the math and logistics and bookkeeping simple, uh, these ships carry a car, car, number of cargo spaces worth of material, right? Sure. And the ship normally carries 10 cargo spaces. One of the cargo spaces is the smuggling compartment. That's fair. So you can carry one cargo space worth of whatever cargo that you guys are hauling. And um, it's, a nice, it's a pretty ship you have. What kind of, I asked Truka, what kind of trouble did you have that you had to replace the siding over there? Um, hmm. That's, I mean, we went to some quick repairs before, uh, let's say, uh, the change in leadership. I don't see a Kenneth mark on it, on the, on the work, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, we had some. Uh, we had an artificer before, but an artificer. Sorry, but um, he left. Uh, he he went in on to another ship. So yeah, I don't know if, if that's his work or her work. So that you might good. want to check that. Yeah, it looks good. Looks sturdy. And with that, if there's nothing else that you guys wanted to do before you set sail uh we will end the session here with uh you all setting sail for tantamon it probably one once really small interaction just before sure. because I, I will probably at some point uh uh go towards uh shastron 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 there you go and I, and I will um be next to him and say uh well did you didn't you fuck that up and that at the board with the guards, eh? I mean, I'm. Good thing that I was Captain's there. He's got a job for me to do. I got. I got to make sure she gets what yeah. she needs. And you were about to do it poorly. So what would you poorly. think? I didn't she... see you running. You were just. I mean, you were talking to the. You were talking to those ladies that were off the side. You weren't even helping. Uh, it, don't what take. Don't, don't, don't bring that. Don't bring that into the subject. I'm just saying that. Imagine if uh, Dana. Uh, finds out about this, you know? That would be like quite the bad reputation on your part, wouldn't it? He, he looks, uh, you see his eyes kind of go big and he looks s slightly panicked and he's like, but I didn't fuck it up. We got through it and all the crew made it back. I know, I know, and you didn't fuck it up. I was there and I, and I, it was, uh, we got to resolve the situation. I'm just saying, um, just, getting just um a favor on my part maybe i can ask for you something later just just so dana doesn't find out that you were almost disrupting the whole operation of just wanting to leave early so um, i'm just saying i'm just saying just consider this an opportunity uh for the both the both of us to know each other a bit more you know uh, he he looks a, a bit uncertain, but he's he he's uh, into like uh, I I mean uh, okay, just a favor, not now, maybe later. It's just a life favor. I mean, there, there's limits to what I'm willing to do. 
I mean, I'm not going to kill anybody for your nothing. No, of course not. It's not, course it's not, not. an even exchange. It's yeah, yeah. It is not. I, I will. I will let you know whenever I find something useful to do with you. All right. All right. I just move out, <laughs> and I just like just I don't know. Pat him on the head and just keep going. Yeah, nothing uh, horrible could come from this at all. No, absolutely not. <laughs> all right, everything is fine. <laughs> oh, Ernesto, I love you, brother. <laughs> that was amazing. Bye. All right, we will conclude our session this evening. And with that, I'm Michael with Torlin. I'm Ellie as Captain Dana, fine purveyor of lovesick soldiers. Soldiers? Sailors. <laughs> um, hi, man. Playing K. Ernesto here with Truco. I'm your dungeon master, Philip. Thank you all for listening. Hope you join us next week as the crew heads off to Tantamar to hopefully uh, intercept and or find uh, Captain Alexei Arland. And we go from there. Have a good night. Good night. Good night.